Good afternoon on this September 10th, 2014. A few months ago, I was going through the Word of God, seeking the Lord, listening to Him, seeking for direction and clarity and whatnot. And it brought me into uh, the letter of Galatians. the letter that God... Uh, had given to Paul to write to that particular church or actually a group of churches in that city Galatia I believe he visited it just a single time I can't recall we'd have to go through the book of Acts to find out <coughs> but anyways it's a little bit of a testimony as Paul now Paul remember how who he was before Jesus and when he was Saul of Tarsus um other letters he had shared that he was a chief Pharisee for a while or a chief religious leader. Um, you know, this one even been here in chapter one and two a little bit. One that um, how he was growing in the knowledge of Judaism. Notice he said growing in verse number um, verse number 14 of chapter 1 and I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries among my countrymen being more extremely jealous for my ancestral traditions do we know people like that that um, would grasp on their religious teachers and that we would grow exponentially that's not necessarily you know, he wasn't following Jesus he was following human leaders and I don't mean the human that was 100% human and 100% God who was the Lord Jesus Christ uh, talking about like minded fleshly natured human beings uh, as Adam and Eve were uh, he was growing in that one growing in the traditions but again he did not know Jesus at the time taught it he had the uh, scrolls he had the book of the law which for Jews that is the law the first five books of our Bible as we know it but if we read start, let's start upon that verse well actually verse 13 for you have heard of my former manner notice it says former see as uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 reminds us constantly instructors remind us when we truly trust in Jesus, we truly believe in Him, is to fully, 100% trust in God through the person of Jesus Christ by His Holy Spirit. We cannot believe in Jesus apart from God through the Holy Spirit. Period. No matter what. We can hear it from man and we had to hear it through like-minded preachers, uh, ministers, etc. But apart from the Holy Spirit softening our souls and our hearts, um, we cannot, you know, we will not genuinely believe in Him. We, we can believe in the flesh, which is not really genuine belief. But anyways, aside from that, um, her form manner of life in Judaism, how I used to persecute the church of God, be at measure and try to destroy. Yes, this is a religious leader, a former religious leader with a lot of respect, a lot of authority. Um, it was given that authority by the current leadership, obviously, um, 
to go in, bring in arrest and or bring to death Christians. Believe it or not, it was remember it was the religious as we learned in another lesson that the Lord shared uh, a few, uh, about a year or so ago. It was the religious leader that wanted Jesus crucified. It was not Paul. I mean, it was not uh, Pilate. Pilate had to be the governor to approve it. But uh, but it was the religious leader. It was also the religious leaders that wanted Paul killed. If we read further towards the end of Acts, they kept bringing them charge to the government leaders, uh, and they, you know, those particular religious leaders would not do it. They find no fault in them because uh, he was just proclaiming Jesus Christ, who unfortunately religious leaders did not know that heard of. But anyways, gotta stop these side uh, bars. Forgive me for that. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries. Return back to verse 14. Among my countrymen, being more extremely zealous for my ancestral traditions. The more we learn about Jesus, the more we listen to him, the more we learn to recognize his voice. We won't see in there that he was necessarily pleasing to the religious, to those that are bound up. He delivers us from our ancestral traditions, from our religious traditions. Is uh, a religion apart from itself. It's not a religion as far as human made. But all, all every single, all 900 something religions on the face of this earth are man made. They're not ordained by God. This Christianity is, you will see it, learn it throughout the scriptures. You should be seeing it. And you should be having it taught to you and teaching others uh, as God provides those to teach that we are not of this world we are in the world but not of it the, even through Daniel it started out that God's family is not of the world he is not one of the world's this world's empires he is above it right now he's heavenly based yes he will come to earth again and that will be to judge sinners those that rejected him that's another one for you know, there will be that judgment and that judgment you know, it's the verdict has already been handed down they will be guilty of charge those that reject Jesus Christ will be thrown into the lake of fire it's not by God's own hand he does not want anybody to go there he wants everybody to be saved and to believe in Jesus Christ. Believe in Him is to believe in Jesus Christ. Okay, here I go again. Back to verse number 15. But when God, who had set me apart even from my mother's womb, and called me through His grace, was pleased to reveal His Son in me, no success in, not of so that I might preach him among the Gentiles I did not immediately consult with flesh and blood nor did I go up to Jerusalem remember he was on the road to to Damascus and when God removed these scales from his eyes through another brother Ananias uh, it was only the two of them in that room with God in all his presence by the power of the Holy Spirit and scales fell from his eyes and that's when his name was changed from Saul to Paul. 
uh, the Apostle Paul. He was not called by man. He was called by God. We need to get away from this calling by man. Man doesn't have no power or no authority to call anybody. It's God that does the calling, the equipping, the sending, and the teaching. And he awesomely uses submitted, broken vessels, which is us. It still amazes me every single day how he does that. Uh, Stop at verse 15 here a little bit in 16. How often when we think we hear of God... We, you know, some people immediately get up until we get to the point where we stay there and listen to what God says. That's the key. Prayer is not just speaking to God, but it's speaking with Him. And when God speaks, He's going to do the majority of the speaking. I struggle with that one at times, very much so, especially now. So, these circumstances. Awesome circumstances which has brought me closer to the Lord and allowed Him to do some deep cleansing, deep pruning. I've also struggled with it. It also, I've more so trusted in the work of the jobs of my hands instead of necessarily in Him who equipped me for that. So, and I need your prayer in that area. But, look at how many, even yourselves. How many times are you so tempted and have you so done? And God knows you've done I may not know you've done it, but God knows you've done it. Because we've all done it. We all have struggled with it. Instead of run into our prayer closets our long time with God, we run towards other people and says, Hey, what does God mean here? Only God can say what He means. We need to get to that point. There's some areas I've done that. And... You know, we don't master anything, actually, if you think about it, this side of heaven. But we run towards pastors, preachers, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but the first place we need to be running is God Himself. And notice also, it says that God knew Him and formed Him in His mother's womb through His grace. He had already been called. God knew that He was going to grab a hold of them. He looked beyond those that he brought to in prison, Christians, those those that were even murdered for the cause of Jesus Christ. You know there were some, because it even said in Acts chapter early part of Acts chapter nine, eight nine, um, he was responsible for bringing them, and they will be brought, basically be brought to death if they didn't stop speaking in the name of Jesus. Uh, but how many were delivered by God through those circumstances and still went about preaching Jesus we can't let man ever dictate what we will speak and preach they will continue making laws in this nation where Christianity is outlawed it technically is you will see cases that we lose we are not to run to a judge to an attorney nowhere in the scriptures are we told that we are to run to Jesus. We are to rejoice. That day is coming, brothers and sisters. And many of us will be put in prison for speaking the name of Jesus Christ. And we will not shut up. We only speak what we know and hear and see. Is what the scripture itself says. When we hear God, 
clearly to His Word, we're going to speak what we're hearing. If we're not, we're disobedient. Period. There again, God has continually kept this on my heart. There is no such thing in the Scriptures as a silent witness. Remember, we are warned even in Corinthians, even the devil can disguise himself as an angel of light. I don't know about you, but that's scary. But again, let's see where Paul went. Starting and picking back up in verse 17. Nor did I go up, I think I read that one, go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away to Arabia and returned once more to Damascus. Arabia now we can even look at a map it hasn't changed that much it's probably got more um, last geographical sketch which has been years obviously I've been out of school for over 30 years yes I'm old but you, I think y'all still love me uh, you love this old time preacher uh, but not quite shouter I hate condemning people because Jesus don't condemn people the condemnation comes to those that reject him and don't believe those are the ones that condemned. But even those are, as long as there's still breath in their lungs, God can still save. Those are the ones we continue to love. The Charles Mansons is sitting in prison. There's, I'm sure there are some brothers and sisters out there that think he can never get saved. People say that? Don't know. Don't know Jesus Christ. Personally and intimately. Don't know who he can save. God has saved and can save the most wretched, vilest person. God could have saved Saddam, uh, Saddam Hussein and Osama bin Laden. You know, they probably reject him some of the time. They died without him. They're, I'm sure they're in hell right now. Could have been a deathbed salvation. But were there any Christians bold enough to go up and proclaim the gospel? We'll never know that this side of heaven. Because we're not living there. Um, so, again. He could have saved them. He could have saved Hitler. Hitler eventually rejected him. He torched himself with gasoline. He never got saved. He's in hell right now. Saying, what did I do? He's crying. I'm sure he's crying now. I'm sure he's... Now he's calling on God to get himself out. God won't him. He chose his own fate. He chose his own destiny. He rejected Jesus upon Jesus. We can read testimonies of brothers and perhaps even sisters in Christ, I'm sure, that had gone to him and they were killed instantly for telling him about Jesus Christ. He's heard the word. He heard the word in his time. He still constantly kept rejecting it. Unfortunately, there will be some that will keep rejecting Jesus, and they won't receive him, and they will, they will draw their last breath, and they will, their eyes will open in hell for eternity. There's no getting them out. Once that last breath is drawn, that's it. Back to seventeen now. Again, he says he went to Arabia, and then he returned once more. Then three years later, he went up to Jerusalem. To become, he's he's acquainted with Cephas. We know him as Peter. That was Peter's prior name, uh, Cephas, and stayed with him for only fifteen days. After three years, Paul spent very little time in what we call American church 
fellowship. Was he disobeying? No. God had him there. Look at Abraham. It was only Abraham and his wife who was told clearly by God to leave the land where he grew up, the land where his father was, mother and father were. Haran, back over in Genesis chapter 12, he basically wandered in the land of Israel before it was Israel's, but it was promised to. There was other people, there was wicked people living in that area. They owned the land. They didn't know anything about the people of Israel yet, the Jews yet, because they were still being formed. Abraham was the first one. Uh, Isaac spent a little bit of time alone with God. Jacob spent a whole night alone with God. No one was around. His wife wasn't there. They were safe in another place. God was doing a work in him. God has to, so people that say we always have to be around other Christians remind them lovingly they you know, they need to get back to studying the word of God. David right after he was called of God as the youngest in his family. Though I think he had sisters but it didn't talk about his sisters or the brothers. His brothers were warriors. When they weren't called by God. Jesse was a mighty man of God, was a warrior, but he wasn't called by God. David was the youngest. He immediately started out serving the king Saul, who eventually rejected God. And then he was he spent time running from cave to cave, the desert to the desert. He had a small group of people with him. Yes, I think he had at one point I think a couple hundred people. But they were the rejected of society. Who were the rejected of society? Those are probably the ones God's calling. It's hard for him to call leaders because they're so prideful. They become so in love with themselves. They think they're God's gift to the world. They need to, those people need to go and read First Corinthians chapter 1 and 2. Oh God evidently calls Abraham had stopped, but he was no world leader. He was not known amongst the world, per se. He was just hard worker, doing his own thing quietly until God called him. When God calls us, I was going to get, I was going to get upset. And his word is going to be put in there. God will turn us around. He has put every single person. He took the disciples alone. Now, Peter had a wife, so I'm sure in many cases, the Bible even says this, on occasion, his wife went with him, because God is not in the marriage breakup business. He does not do that. He sets it in the correct order. God becomes Lord over that house and Savior and God over that house. And then there's an order, the husband and then the wife. We've lost that one in the marriages. We've lost, we've all forgotten, many have forgotten what the vows that they took are for better, for worse, for richer, or poorer. We don't want that stuff. We only put the good because we've listened to the devil. Many Eves, many Adams, so to speak. Many sons and daughters both have listened to Satan, listened to the serpent 
give them fleshly words instead of running it through God's word. I actually don't know where that came from. That just hip struck me at that moment. Uh, the only other person Paul said he saw in verse 19 was James, Lord's brother. Now in what I am writing to, I assure you, this is in parentheses, verse 20. Well, God, that he is not lying, then I am not lying. God gave him these words. None of these wrote these, any of these books of the Bible, any 66 books of the Bible, on their own strength. They were all empowered by God through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, to write exactly what they were hearing and what they were seeing. Period. Anybody that doesn't believe that needs to go back and study the Word and realize that all the Word of God is inspired by God. Yeah. That's the way we have to become. We become new creations. We are being transformed. Um, metamorphed is what that word transformed means into His image. Unfortunately, there are too many out there the wine of God that's in their own image. That God will take them to hell. A God really doesn't speak. Okay, let's run back to verse 21. Then he went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. Um, they didn't have a lot of people in those regions back then. They were another desert area. So he spent there. And he was still, uh, Paul says, I was still unknown by sight, verse 22, to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. Verse 23, but only they kept hearing, he who once persecuted us is now preaching the faith which he once tried to destroy. In verse 24, they were glorifying God because of me. That's all they're supposed to do. They're not, you know, they're amazed at how God took this man and transformed him into his image. Saved him and transformed his image. And how we, we need to get back to spending time in the word of God. Yes, fellowship is a part of it, but we need to get back to spending quality one-on-one -on -one time with God alone with His Word. Learning of Him, from Him, recognizing His voice. We cannot learn that from one another. We cannot learn that from even anointed preachers. They should, if a preacher or a pastor is not reminding us of that, that pastor, pastor needs himself to get back alone with God. It is not about seeing. We want, the devil wants us to just say community of humans is like-minded. Yes, that is important. God says does not forsake the assembling of the saints. And that is part of it. But there is another community that is being built on this earth. And it will thrive for three and a half years of the final seven years of this earth. And it's called the Antichrist Kingdom. Only the difference in that one is, there will be no Jesus mentioned at all. And it will be Satan himself taking care of everybody who's living on it. And he will force them to take his mark. Once those people take their mark, take his mark, that's it. They've fully rejected God and there's no place for repentance. But that's coming. Oh, that's coming soon, people. We don't know who this one will. That will be a one world ruler. Now, I'm sure there are many people that will hear this. That will mock. 
that will say there will never be a one world leader. Trust me, God says there will be. There will be. Stop calling God a liar, please. He knows what he's doing. He has not been wrong yet. Anywhere in his word. This, the Bible is his story. And how we fit into it. And how he transforms us into his image. It is not a book on how we can live a good, safe, rich, financially rich, uh, healthy life. There are still believers that draw their last breath and that are taken home to God. Death is still present. But actually, those in Christ that die, they're immediately in God's presence. Those who have continually rejected Jesus, they're in hell. Boop! End of story. Sorry for the sound effects here. We're going into chapter 2. We're only going in two verses, so I'm almost, it's almost finished. Then after an interval of 14 years, he went up again with Barnabas. It was actually Barnabas because they didn't, they still weren't trusting God <laughs> to a point. You know, that um, they, they thought Paul was being deceptive of trying to get him know he still had orders uh, I'm sure they were torn up obviously positive they were he still had orders from the chief religious leaders to bring in Christians they were still it said the verse before they were glorifying God because of him because of Paul and the way God transformed him but in the next verse well actually it says that over in Acts but it's attention to him here that's why he went up with Barnabas and then he took Titus along. Yeah, with Barnabas, if you look over at Acts, I think it's something like Acts 12 or 13, something like that, without looking. Um, forgot where. Uh, where Barnabas went and got him. He says, hey, I heard of this man that was once a persecutor of the church. You've heard of him. He went up and got him. And he brought him to him. And he presented him to it. And it says, he's now a child of the God. He's now a preacher of the gospel. Um... And then once they, because they already respect the Barnabas. Where are Barnabases today? They're hiding. Why aren't they, why aren't those Barnabases hearing from God? And going and getting those people saying, this is a man of God. He's been anointed by God. He's been alone with God. God is doing an awesome work. God, stop saying done because the work is not done yet. The work will not be done until... We're home with God. And then finally, verse number two, we're going to hear, it was because of a revelation that he went up, and I submitted to them the gospel which I preach among the Gentiles. Remember, Paul started with the Jews, but then he says, the Jews kept rejecting Jesus at the time. They didn't want to believe it. Remember, their eyes were covered, their eyes have been covered over because they rejected him for a season. Their eyes are getting ready to be reopened, and they're going to recognize that. Um, Jesus is the Christ of God. He is the anointed one. He is their Messiah. Um, and many of them are going to come to believe in Him. In, during that um, seven year period. Uh, but I did. He says he did so in private to those who were reputation. That just means the religious leaders and the government leaders. For fear that he might be running or had run in vain. Yes. Even Paul still had fears. We are still, still going to have fears, even though God tells us constantly, fear not, for He is the Lord. 
he did not put a spirit of fear in it. We're still going to have that as long as we get those that say they don't have that fear. There they go again. They're calling God a liar. And they need to repent. We need to be repenting pretty much every day because we're always screwing up. These these temporary bodies that we're in, this fleshly nature, is still going to be attached to it. We're crucified with Christ, but it's still in us. Paul struggled whether you can read Romans 7 and 8. So again, why are you still continuing to only trust in fellow human beings? I'm not using this one, and I don't believe God is using this one, this context here, to say that the right or wrong... God is the only one that knows the heart. That is not the point of this lesson. The point of this lesson is God is calling you, but He always takes us away for a season alone. Or if you're marrying your wife and spouse alone to open up His words. We will assume Paul continued his tent making for that season for a little bit, but it was God that still somehow provided needs. There were brothers and sisters that would have crossed his path and provided him food for that night or a shelter. Now remember, the context back here and the context today, providing shelter is different today than it was back then. I want somebody to ponder that one, but I'm not going deep in that one. So again, we need to be spending time with God. Ask God where He wants to lead you to be alone with Him. He's done it with Again, he's done it with Abraham. He's actually, he took Noah and his family. They were the only ones that believed in Jesus, believed in God, and went into that ark. Adam and Eve had no other children at the time until Abel and Cain were born. And then after Cain killed Abel, Seth was born. The earth was not yet populated yet, except with animals. There was no other humans for them to attend to. Don't you think they struggled with that until the day they died? That they rejected Jesus? They rejected God? And they knew Him personally. Satan, obviously, you can see the work he's doing. He has no regrets. He probably will when he's in a lake of fire for eternity. Eternity is endless. The pain will be felt. The flames will be felt. This is if you are still struggling, if you're if you're still listening to a priest, if you're still thinking we have to communicate with dead saints, there's nothing like that in Scripture. Jesus didn't say to continue communicating with Paul. We can't. He's in heaven with God. Mary is in heaven looking at God, sitting at His feet. And enjoying every minute of it for eternity. She was not thinking of anybody else down here. Our loved ones that were in Christ. I can almost assure because it's not. I've yet to find it in scripture. I'm not looking down. That was a lot more. If you remember. She was till, turned into a pillar of salt. Because she loved this world. More than she loved God. So again. Get along with God. What are you scared of? He's going to transform you. He's going to get you alone. He loves you enough. He wants to transform you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to call us and send you out. 
to proclaim His Word to everybody. We need the Word again, the true Word of God in this nation. And it's not in a church building. Do, don't we not yet learn every single church building, beautiful church building we have on the face of this earth, we have wasted God's money to build, will be crashed. It will all be burnt up. That's building on hay, stubble, wood, stone. Remember, that's that's of hay and stubble will be burnt up. That's temper. I'm not saying no buildings will necessarily be used. We are never to invite people to church. We invite people to Jesus Christ. Period. End of story. If you would spend time alone with God, you'd hear His voice and recognize Him. So again, there's a time for community. And it's a time for getting alone. We're not spending enough time. The devil wants to keep us away from that alone time. Because he knows God loves us enough and he's going to transform us. He has created a busy society in our midst. But God can take us away from that busyness. And those He loves, He will. He will remove out of our hands lovingly. We'll be, our heads will be spinning for a while until He gets close to us. David went through that. Read the Psalms. Love y'all. Bless you all. Pray for you. Father God, I thank you for the alone time. Thank you for your word. I thank you for your love and your grace each and every day. That you thank you for your cross. That it wasn't for the cross that you went to, that you were crucified on, that you were taken down, buried, on the third day rose again, and then 40 days after that you ascended back up to your throne in heaven, and you are drawing all men to yourself. We thank you for the cross. If it wasn't for that cross, we'd still be in our sins. Thank you that we ourselves are also crucified with you. Thank you that the old life is dying each more, each and every day. We ask, Father God, for the hearers, that you will give them ears to hear your voice, and you will draw them to the south. And for any unbelievers, that you will awesomely and powerfully draw to hear this lesson, I ask that you will remove the scales from from their eyes, and would you will clean the worldly wax built up in their ears so that they may hear clearly your gospel that you suffered and died for our sins and for their sins you were crucified you were buried you rose again and you ascended to heaven and you are coming again for us to take us out of the way of what's coming and then you are coming again to earth to once and for all judge unrighteousness we ask that you will open their eyes and that you will save as many as you see fit. I ask my brothers and sisters that are still struggling with community to always wanting to be around people, let them take a chance and to follow you into the wilderness, follow you into the desert places where it's only you and them. And will you open up the scriptures to them once again, clearly, making yourself clear to them? I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you all.